Today, we are finishing up the series on prayer, and we're going to be talking about um, a combination of several things that I just really love. Praying in the Spirit, and uh, what that means, what that means for us, what it meant as uh, direction was given, and we're going to take a look at that today. Uh, how many have ever heard uh, of somebody talking about praying in the Spirit? Okay, so it, it's not a new phrase, but how many of you would like to know what the Bible says about praying in the Spirit? Yeah, good, good. Whew. That takes a lot of pressure off, you know? I am excited to, to talk on this um, because I think it's really important. Well, what am I talking about? If you don't know by now that, uh, you know, for me personally, prayer is very important, then welcome. This is LifePoint Church, and, and my name is Dan. Okay. But uh, I, I say that because uh, in everything that we do, we should be having a foundation of prayer. But it's just not prayer for the sake of prayer. Does that make sense? If it doesn't make sense, it will by the time you leave here today. Because you ain't leaving until you get it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pizza time! Woohoo! If you have your Bibles today, um, please turn to Jude. There's only one chapter, so chapter 1, verse 17. The, the big idea for today is praying in the Spirit is praying for the purpose of keeping yourself God-centered. Think about that. Praying in the Spirit is praying for the purpose of keeping yourself God-centered. Now, the, the phrase praying in the Spirit is used a few times in the New Testament. And we're going to visit a couple of those times today to get a feel and an understanding of what is going on and then the direction and, and what was being encouraged. So let's take a look in Jude. Now, verse 17 says... But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions. Worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. But you... Beloved, building yourself up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. So, what's going on here is, do we know who Jude is? Jude is, is Jesus' brother, his, his earthly brother, 
so-called half-brother, so to speak. And he is addressing a concern of the church. I move a little bit. He is addressing a concern of the church that there's some, some things happening. There's some things filtering in uh, to the church that he's warning against. And not only Jude is, is warning against, but he is referring, say, hey, remember when the apostles were speaking about this very thing? It's happening. And he goes on to say what to do. And let's take a closer look at this. And it says, um, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Okay? These are people that are operating not in God-centered biblical theology, doctrine, things that the apostles taught. Uh, these are people that are operating out of their feelings. These are people that are operating from a world perspective. They're bringing in things that they had seen and experienced and bringing them into the church. And it goes on to say, um, it is these who cause divisions. They are worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. So there's a, a, a lot of stuff that people are bringing in to the church. Some of them are being sneaky with evil intent. They are coming in with the purpose of causing division. They are coming in for the purpose of disruption. They are coming in with, with you know, just some bad stuff, right? There's others that are coming into the church. They take on the appearance of Christians, but they're not Christians. They are maybe have an interest and they are absorbed in the crowd, but they haven't followed Christ. They haven't held on to the purity of the Gospel. They haven't, how we would say, received Jesus in their heart. But they're a part of the church, and again, they're full of the world, not full of the word. Specifically, the next phrase here, devoid of the spirit. Devoid. That is absent. Devoid of the spirit it is completely empty, which is the definition of not being a Christian. When you are saved, when you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you. You are not devoid any longer. All right? Let that soak in. That's an important concept in life, and that's a certainly a, an important concern of the church then and a concern of the church now. Am I saying, hey, there's. There's a wolf out here somewhere. Well, if there is, there's time to get saved today. Today's the day. All right. But Jude is talking about, hey, there's some things creeping into the church that's not of God. 
It's of flesh. It's of the world. It is absent from God. He's being very clear. Then he switches it. The next verse. But, but you, beloved. What's beloved mean to you? Do we use that word today? Anybody go home? How are you, my beloved? There you go. It may not be a word that we use a lot today in the same way that he did, but what does it mean? It means there's a closeness there. There's an identification of a relationship. So Jude is reaching out and addressing the beloved, those that there are relationship to. Okay, He was talking about those that are devoid of the Spirit. Now, he's switching it. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves centered. He says, Praying in the Holy Spirit. It's a direction. It's an instruction. It's an instruction that he's giving in a very important arena. In a very important time. In a very important place. I'm going to pause there. Let's flip to another Example, Ephesians chapter 6. Now this is Paul writing to uh, uh, the church in Ephesus. And this area, this is chapter 6. Uh, I'm going to read a few verses here in a second. But... Um, He's talking about the armor of God. And, and Paul, who is in prison, I can picture him in prison by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit seeing maybe one of the uh, guards there and, and say, yeah, boy, isn't that appropriate? And he starts to identify the uh, helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and, and your loins girded with the, uh, you know, the preparation of the, the gospel. And, and, and he goes through each piece, right? Okay? And let's see what he says here. Uh, starting at verse 17, we're going to jump in here. And he says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. In, in Paul's uh, discourse there, he's identifying there are spiritual battles that are going on. And those spiritual battles have to be fought in a spiritual way. 
Now, in Jude, we, we were talking about a lot of the, the flesh, right? A lot of humanity, a lot of the world coming in and creeping into the church, and that's a deterrent, a distraction to what's going on in the church. Paul here is identifying that, hey, there are spiritual battles going on. There are uh, demonic forces, and he identifies them. And he is then giving instruction on how to combat that. And here, in verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit. Now, he's not identifying that prayer is a piece of the armor. He's identifying the method of the engagement. The method of the fight. Okay? But still, we're we're left holding on to, okay, we get it. In the situations that Jude talked about, in the situations that Paul talked about, whether it's a fight, a spiritual battle that's going on, and a, uh, the world coming into the church, and, and those false teachers coming into the church, and the divisiveness and all that, okay, we get it. We're supposed to pray in the Spirit. What does that mean? What is that? Is that just a a reference to just pray? Well, guess what? That's what we're going to talk about today. Big surprise, right? I'm going to take a look at uh, the first word there in in that phrase. uh, Praying in the Spirit. So we're going to focus on praying right now. And... There's a, uh, an earnestness, there's an intense conviction that's being called for. Okay, this is, this is a prayer that is not superficial. Nobody here has prayed a superficial, including me. Yeah. Now I lay me down to sleep. And, and there's, there's not the conviction. No, I let me. No, it's not how loud you are. But there's a conviction in your spirit. You know, when we talk about in your heart, it's in your spirit, your, your pneuma. We're going to look at that a little bit uh, later. But uh, there's a earnest, a sincere, and intense conviction. Let's take a look at it this way. How many people in here have ever dug a hole? Okay. Few. It's not a Beatles song. No, that's fixing a hole. That's something else. Okay. Okay, come on, old people. Help me out here. It's going to go a whole lot longer if you don't laugh at me. No. Digging a hole. Thank you. Digging a hole. So you have a shovel, you have the dirt, and you're digging a hole. Are you digging the hole for the fun and the joy of the fact that you're digging? 
Is there anybody? There might be somebody here who says, you know what? I just like to dig. I just like to get the shovel. I like my, my certain brand of shovel. I like my, my, my spade. I like, and I'm digging. And I like to dig. And I'm just going to keep digging. Sometimes we treat our prayer life like that. Where I, I'm going to pray. I'm just going to keep praying. Well, what are you digging for over here? Well, I'm just digging to dig. What are you praying for? I'm just praying to pray. I'm earning my check mark today. I'm just fulfilling something. I don't know. It feels good. But when we dig, and when we're digging a hole, we're doing it for a purpose. In some cases, it might be to dig a pond. Okay? It's a pretty big hole. Unless it's a little pond. You're digging. You're doing that action. But you're digging for a purpose and a reason. I'm suggesting that when we pray, as it's being indicated here, we're, we should be praying with a purpose. And the purpose isn't to earn the check mark. The purpose is to accomplish whatever that we set out to pray for. We'll look at that in a little bit. The next word, praying in. You know, it's such a little word, and it's such a, a little preposition, okay? But it carries with it a, a good amount of meaning. And, and as I began to dig into that, I was a little surprised at how much that little word carried with it. And as I looked, it started to define it as a fixed position in state of. I'm like, okay, fixed position in state of. Okay, it's one of those things where it's, okay, nothingness to, okay, now it's fuzzy. We've upgraded the fuzzy understanding. But then... in the middle of. Okay, it's starting to come into focus. A state of being fixed right in the middle of something. Of something. So, when we're praying in, we're praying in a state of being fixed right in the middle of something. And what is the something that we're praying in the middle of. That Paul's indicating. That Jude is indicating. They're saying pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. So we're praying in such a way that we are fixed right in the center. If you can picture this as a circle. And fixed right in the center of where the Holy Spirit is. Okay, we're building here a little bit. Well, let's look at that. Because then that becomes the important concept to understand. It's not just praying. It's praying in the middle of something. And the something that we're talking about is praying in the, middle, uh, in the midst of the Holy Spirit. This is the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead. 
The same Spirit that resides and dwells and lives in each one of us. If you're saved here today, that's who I'm talking to. If you're not saved today, I'll be talking to you in a little bit. So we've got to understand that with the Holy Spirit, there is power. There's enough power to raise Christ from the dead. This is the same Spirit that lives inside you. So praying in the Spirit, there's a sense of alignment, agreement of praying in the midst of the Holy Spirit. Okay, all right. Now it's starting to, to, to kind of come in a little bit. It's starting to uh, make a little bit of sense. Well, but what exactly is that? Well, it's praying the will of God. That's a part of it. Praying according to His power. His ability. What do you mean? Praying not according to your ability. Not praying according to your will. Not praying according to the limitations that you have, that I have. But in a sense, praying with the limitations that He has. Praying with the, ability, the abilities that He has. Let that sink in a little bit. You know, um, we, we each have a checkbook. Well, maybe not so much anymore, but something that represents a checkbook. All right? And we can write a check, but it's limited. Up to the amount of funds that are in there. We can write a check, and it's good up to that point. You know, for the sake of this analogy... Wouldn't you rather be operating out of his checkbook? Okay. Well, out of the, the area of praying, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying in a, a point of not limited by your ability, but only limited by his. Now, here's the, the key to all of that. And that is to be led by the Spirit in prayer. Now we've talked in the past of uh, you know, being led in the Spirit, in life so to speak. You know, funny how all these things fit together, isn't it? You know, we don't operate, God doesn't operate in silos of, well, I'm going to teach you over here, and that has nothing to do with over here. I want you to be led by the Spirit as you walk in life, but you know, when it comes to prayer, you know, that's a concept that's foreign to there. No, he's talking about being led in, by the Spirit in prayer. When you're being led by the Spirit in prayer, the Holy Spirit is guiding you on what to pray for. So let's take a look at our examples that we talked about and in Jude, when there is uh, 
the world coming into the church. And Jude is saying, hey, beloved, you should be praying in the Spirit. And that means that we are praying by the leading of the Holy Spirit, by listening to His voice, by listening to His leading, and as He leads, that's the avenue of prayer that we take. As opposed to, you know, I'm ignoring you, Holy Spirit. Here's what I think. Here is what I'm going to pray for. Here is my list. Shh. Quiet, quiet, Holy Spirit. I, I've got that. Wouldn't it be nice to be so the Holy Spirit so loud in your ear that you uh, quiet so I can be fleshly. I need to be worldly right now. You, you know, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course, but trying to draw the attention that there's a point where you can hear the Holy Spirit. Are you talking about audibly? No, I'm not talking about audibly. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit speaking in your heart and leading you. Well, I'm not sure really how that works. You've come to the right place. Alright? Now, some of you know that I, I work at a certain place that has a couple hundred people that work there. And I go through the building and I interact with a lot of people. And uh, I may walk through, going from one end of the warehouse to the other end of the warehouse, and I'll say, hey, Peyton, how you doing? Good, good to hear. Hey, John, how's it going? Walking over here. A little bit different. Hey, Susie, how's your dog doing? You know, maybe pause a little bit. And then you, you, you go on. Well, what am I identifying here? There's, there's a, a, a level of relationship that is identified. And you know what? I'll admit it. Just don't tell anybody else here. But, you know, I have certain levels of relationship with people in here that... What's up? How you doing? All right? Okay. Does that mean that's where my desire is? No. I'm saying the fact of the matter is there's different levels of relationship. For other people, how are you? A whole sentence. Well, Dan, aren't you kind of exposing yourself a little bit? Yeah, I am. Aren't I? We're all the same way. We have different levels of relationship with each other, different levels of relationship with, with others. Now, let me contrast this with something else. With the person, I think this was Peyton over here, right? Who's keeping up? Taking notes? Peyton over here? Bob? Sue? What, whatever. Johnny? John was over here. See, I don't even know their names all that well. No. So, there's a, a, a hi, how are you? I really don't want to know. You know, that almost is the vibe. Hey, how you doing? As you walk by. And that may not be the intent, but that's the reaction. Shelly's my wife over here. I ask her, 
How are you doing? And I'm pausing, and I'm waiting, and my expectation is for a response. My expectation is that there's going to be a communication. There is going to be conversation back and forth. That conversation is going to be based on the relationship that we've built over 20-some years. It includes not only the whole basis, you know, I'm not saying, well, I was born in 19... Okay, no, not necessarily that. But there's a relationship that's been built and there's things that we've been talking about of, current, of a current nature. And I'm reaching out asking... How are you doing? How are these things going on? What events? There's a relationship and an information engagement there. And and there's a a basis for that. And she's going to tell me things and I'm going to share things with her. Because there's a relationship that's deeper there that we've worked on. That there is a fount of information that we've drawn from to have that discussion. Some of you are starting to pick this up a little bit, saying, I bet I know where you're going with that. Yeah, the relationship we have with the Holy Spirit needs to be developed. All right? And the fount or the foundation of that relationship is, who's going to say it? Jesus, the Word of God. So when we have a conversation, it's based on that fount of information. When we are building relationship with the Holy Spirit, it is built on the foundation of the Word of God. Well, we were expecting a big Ta-da! Isn't the simplicity of the Gospel, isn't the simplicity of the Word of God, isn't the simplicity of the power of the Holy Spirit, the simplicity of the instruction that we have, isn't that amazing? Oh, we want the dynamic, Dan. We want you to, you know, maybe even run around once, or maybe a half lap. You know, that's the dynamic. And you know what? That was what Jude was speaking to, to the church. Saying, hey, there's people coming in with ideas and concepts that are not of God. They are devoid of the Spirit. They are not saved. They're bringing influences in. Some purposely with the intention of dividing, to destroying, to conquering. Others... They don't know any better, but it's in their nature because their nature is in the world to bring the world things with them. That's what they've held on to all their life. And there's so much world in them, that is a natural byproduct of what happens. In the same way, Paul is saying, there are spiritual battles. Recognize it or not, it's there. It's not the only battles that you have. We just talked about Jude. Take that into consideration. But there are spiritual battles going on. You can close your eyes and pretend 
but they're there. As we recognize the battles that we're in, as we recognize the world that we live in, there's a constant struggle between being led by the flesh or being led by the Spirit. If we desire to try, and hear me on this, try to live a Christian life with as much world as we can hold on to because it's fun, because I like it. It feels good. It's going to be difficult to be led by the Spirit who says, you're not of that. You have to live in it, but you're not of that. But we try to hold on a little bit too much. Now, recenter us a little bit. God is good all the time, and all the time. Does He leave us on our own to work this out? No, He does not. I want to take you to um, Romans. Romans chapter 8. And, and while we're turning there... Um, I want to say that there will be a time here that we as a church will be learning and continuing to learn about spiritual gifts. Today's not that day. Okay? But understand the spiritual gifts are there. They are in operation. They exist. They're real. But I want you to understand in the context of what we're looking at today, we're not even talking about the spiritual gifts. Keep that in mind as we, we look at this. Um, we're going to look at verses 26 and 27 out of chapter 8. Romans 8, 26, 27. And I'm reading out of the ESV. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. 27, And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, I, I, I want to read a different version, the amplified version of verse 27. It says the same thing, but just a little bit more clear. And it says, and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes 
before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. Wow. Yeah, I, I could spend a couple hours on that. And you know what? While you're eating pizza, we, we can talk. Okay, But let me point out some very important keys to this that we can take with us. And that is, number one, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit knows the perfect will of God. Okay? So when we are wanting to pray in the Holy Spirit, we want to pray the will of God. We want to be led by the Spirit of God who knows the perfect will of God. Here, Paul is identifying, and I love this part, if you could picture, as you're getting ready to pray, and you're like, I, I know I'm praying on this subject matter. I'm praying for, Lord, help, help me to pray for the 200. I don't really know what to pray for in this area. Holy Spirit, I need, I, I need you to lead me in this area. And the Holy Spirit intercedes. Picture the Holy Spirit saying, I got this. Okay? I got this. Follow me. I know the perfect will of God. Follow me. Pray like I tell you to pray. Pray as I, I, I'm showing you and leading you. Pray in this manner, in this way. Pray with my leading. I got this. Now, what are you praying in? You are praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are praying by His ability. You are centered on God. You are centered on the Holy Spirit who knows the perfect will of God. Right here. Central. You're not drifting off into the world. You're not drifting off in spiritual battles that are pulling you to the left or to the right in this ditch or that ditch. You are centered. You are God-centered in your prayer by His leading. That's powerful. That's mighty. That is you aligning yourself up with the Holy Spirit, He's leading. It's not your ability. It's His. Now as I wrap up this morning, I, I, I want to emphasize the simplicity of, of having a Bible or a biblical foundation. Oh, you mean i got to read the Bible to pray in the Spirit? I wouldn't. I mean, if you don't read the Bible, what Spirit are you praying in alignment with? How are you going to know that what that Spirit is that you're lining yourself up with is the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit will not contradict the Word of God. And if you know the Word of God, woo! But if you don't know the Word of God, if I randomly make a, a call to somebody, hey, how's your day? Was work good? How was, how was Ray today? And they're like, what? Who is this? 
There's no relationship there. The, the basis of my conversation was baseless. Not in left field, like that analogy was, right? Again, funny, laugh, goes faster. Okay. Yeah, there we go. There are, there are spiritual battles all around us, and, and this is kind of that so what part. So what does this all mean as we close out today? And there are spiritual battles around us. Some, some of those battles are known. Some of those are unknown. But it doesn't take away from the fact that they're there. In the same way, there's, the world will come at us. They're devoid of the Spirit trying to water down or pollute the foundation of your faith. We need to be praying in the Holy Spirit, being centered, building relationship with the Holy Spirit on the foundation of the Word of God. Any other way is dangerous. God does desire us to live in the center of His will each and every day. He gives us instruction, His Word, and makes a way. Sent the Holy Spirit to live inside us. It's closer than your cell phone. You have a question? On your Google it, boom, it comes up. Hey, got the answer. Wow, isn't that great? Holy Spirit's better than that. And the great news is, you're saved today. Holy Spirit's already there. He's wanting and desiring to, to build that relationship with you so that you can be led by Him in prayer. Hope you got something out of this this morning. Uh, this can be life-changing. I believe it with all my heart. When we are led by the Spirit on the foundation of the Word of God, how could our life be the same? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Lord, for uh, the power, the ability of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we, we pray for ears to hear Your voice through the Holy Spirit. We desire to enhance and build that relationship by digging into the Word, by learning more and building on that foundation. Father, we thank You that as the seed of Your Word goes in today, stir it within us. Churn it within us. Oh Lord, let the wood, hay, and stubble that came from Dan be burned up and, and, and just fall to the ground. But let the purity and the gold of Your Word rise to the surface. Help us to apply it. Help us to live it. Father, we give You all the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.